Welcome to the Law Simplified course on Criminal Law. Before we move on proper to elements within the Criminal Law syllabus itself, it's important to note the various sections as well as the basic fundamentals. Since this will be one of the first courses or one of the first subjects that you will be studying in your LLB program, primarily due to criminal law being taught in many LLB programs in the first year, it's an important factor to know the fundamentals, the principles, before you move on to understanding homicide, assault, sexual offences, and other such particular offences. Having said that, I believe it's important to outline how exactly this course is structured. First of all, we'll be going through the introduction to the subject matter itself, which will be done in this particular lecture. Next, we'll look at the various elements of an offence, which are the fundamentals for any offence, as in the Arctus Reus and the Mens Rea. We'll consider automatism, effects of prior fault, omissions and their effect on crimes, causation, as I mentioned earlier, Mens Rea, or the mental or the intent component, defences which are applicable, incohate offences or attempts, as well as parties to a crime. From this point onwards, we will move on to homicide, common assault, aggravated assault, sexual offences, theft, robbery, burglary, and fraud. Now that we have an outline of how this course is structured, let's move on with the introduction. There are many different ways that you can categorize law. Now, as a first-year student, you're just diving into the subject matter that is your LLB program. And you would be, along with criminal law, studying the law of contracts, public law, as well as common law or the English legal system in some uh, programs. As such, we can categorize law as ones which are related to criminal law and ones which aren't. In which case we can define it as, on the one hand, you have criminal law and on the other hand, you have civil law. Criminal law deals with the punishment of the offender. Now, the burden of proof in a criminal law case or in relation to crimes is on the prosecution, namely being the crown or rex, r, as you'll come to notice when you do case law. In relation to the burden of proof itself, it has to be beyond reasonable doubt. Contrarily, in civil law, we see that the legal system is attuned to compensate the loss of the claimant. There is no punishment involved. It's an attempt to put people or put the parties in a position where they were before a contract was entered into or before certain actions or circumstances prevailed. Conversely, once again, the burden of proof is on a balance of probabilities. Now, from this very distinction itself, you should understand that the criteria afforded for claimant or afforded for uh, the defendant in a criminal law case is quite strict and quite stringent. The whole concept of criminal law itself is the theory of deterrence. It's a mechanism by which punishment is dealt not only so that the party who has been aggrieved has some form of redress, but also as a mechanism so that crime will not happen in the future. Along with this distinction, there are a few key facts that is important to understand before moving on. Firstly, it's the law that outlines what a crime is and is not. Now, being the UK, the common law jurisdiction stipulates that it's by precedent and by custom and norm itself that certain crimes have come to become what they are, as well as the punishment. 
So in that light, what we what we must realize is that it's not a particular individual or a group that defines what a particular crime is, but the law itself, case law as well as now, uh, after certain enactments, statute as well. And a fundamental premise of criminal law is that a person is presumed innocent until he is proven guilty. Finally, a person can be tried for a civil and a criminal wrong simultaneously. Now, when you come to the second and the third years, the subject of tort or the law of tort defines certain tortious liabilities that are imposed on individuals. More often than not, these individuals have also been uh, convicted or have been tried or being tried for a particular criminal offense as well. So the tortious liability is the civil aspect of certain crimes or criminal activities that a person had been involved in. But we won't go into detail here because this is primarily on criminal law in your first year. Now, I mentioned earlier that a crime is actually defined or outlined by way of the law itself. Now, how is this possible and who exactly defines this? For instance, most heinous and most fundamental crimes themselves have been defined by common law. For example, murder, manslaughter, assault. But what we see now is that certain statutes have come into play that have defined certain other crimes as well. For example, theft, robbery, and rape. For example, rape has been defined in the Sexual Offences Act of 2003. That was a very basic introduction into what criminal law is, how it can be distinctly differentiated from civil law, where the burden of proof lies, certain key facts that outline what a crime is and how it is defined, and where certain crimes can be found, either in common law or statute. Next, we will look at the various elements of an offence and how exactly an offence can be committed.